listening to the Fantasy Alarm TFS NBA podcast with host John Pimba and James Grandey. What's going on, everybody? John and Pemba here with James Grande. This is the DFS Alarm NBA DFS podcast here on Sunday evening, taking you to look at Monday's nine-game main slate. James, you are the man on the playbook for this nine-gamer. How are things going for you? How's the season been so far? We're a little over a week now into the uh, start of the year. I think it's been... It's been good. It's been bad. I think it's getting easier now that we're starting to learn more rotations Teams are settling into what they're going to be doing for most of the year. And we're getting a sense that Vegas has no idea what they're doing uh, now that teams can't score the basketball getting to the free throw line 35 times a game. So I feel there's been a lot of unders hitting essentially every night. And I think it's something that needs to be factored into our research. If teams are just not going to score the basketball anymore, you really have to be spot on with your analysis and games. You really have to pinpoint those matchups that can go for a lot of points as for an example on Sunday Portland Charlotte was the highest total on the board well it goes crazy for 238 points so we need to pinpoint the Portland Charlottes of of the slates Utah Milwaukee had a big total 202 Detroit Brooklyn had a big total barely went over 210 so I think we really need to hone in on the bad matchups pace and we really need to factor these things in heavily when we're doing our research as the season weans on and, and maybe the maybe the rule change loosens up a little bit and teams start getting to the free throw lines more but until that happens john i think i think a lot of offenses are going to continue to struggle yeah I, i'm with you there as well and again we've seen players complain about the lack of free throw shooting and then we see james harden take 19 free throws in a game on friday so never really know which way things are going to go but we'll see there's often an overcorrection beginning year and then they overcorrect back and then they'll find some time in the middle and and we'll settle in there so we have nine games we mentioned only a few games that i'm seeing currently have a spread but to your to your point as you stated i think vegas is making an adjustment 222 washington atlanta is the highest total that I'm seeing right now. But then we got 211, Toronto, New York, 215, Orlando, Minnesota, 215, Denver, Minnesota, uh, sorry, Denver, Memphis, uh, and 212, OKC, LAC. I think in years past, matchups, Thunder Clippers would be like a 230 game total. You know, Washington, Atlanta would be like almost probably a 240 total. So they're cutting these point spreads by 10 plus points, it seems. So yes, yeah, so that has to be adjusted. And one of the things that we talked a lot about, James, was how the 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 scoring for a dfs when we when we first started doing this many moons ago right the target was 5x return on your value you wanted to get 300 points over on fanduel you wanted to get whatever what is it 250 over on 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 DraftKings. but then scoring became so prevalent that those those expectations of point totals had to change if you wanted to cash you needed to go for 7x on FanDuel and DraftKings. But if scoring is starting to tilt back down, maybe we're going back to sort of those realized older norms of, yeah, 300 points should get you some money over on on FanDuel and 250 should get you some money on DraftKings on most nights. So definitely something to to pay attention to as we adjust and think about what we're what the expectations are for players kind of now moving forward and yeah, maybe the pricings will will start to reflect that as well as the season goes along. But like I said, we got nine games. We're looking at DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo for this slate. At the point guard position, we're looking at, you mentioned uh, Portland played already today. So Portland's on a back-to-back. 
They're on the road against Philadelphia. Maybe not the most the most favorable matchup, per se, for someone like Lillard. You have John Moran at home against Denver. You have Trey Young, again, going to be home against Washington. Certainly a matchup I think we're all going to be kind of interested to look at for him. And then DeJounte Murray has worked his way up to over $9,000 on draft because this man has been wilding out of late 71, 51, and 48 fantasy points the last three games. So on DraftKings, James, that's your 9K and above tier. For anyone that thinks we're surprised that DeJounte Murray is this price, you got another thing coming to you because we've been telling you for multiple years. Since before he tore his ACL, we've been telling you. For, for multiple years, we knew this was coming, and his, this is his team. He's even gone on the record in, in that triple-double. He said he didn't play well, and he went for 71 fantasy points. Yeah, 21, so like, 12, and 15. So nine, of, 9 of 24 in that game. So maybe that's what he was referring to. Didn't play well. Right. So that doesn't surprise me. I think this is a, another good spot for him. Indiana um, might be without Brogdon, might be without Levert. They're not the best team right now, let's face it. So I do think Murray's a great play. I do think Trey Young, coming off a, a flop against Philly, as you just mentioned, Lillard, I'm not going to go there on the back-to-back having to go into Philly. No thanks. And I think Morant was good against Denver. I think Morant's been excellent this year, averaging 50 fantasy points through six games. But Young and Murray are the two guys I'm looking at. I, I've said it all year, and not that Trey has been – lights out he's been really good outside of the philly game which again in philly is a tough place to play whether philly's going as good as they have been in years past or not it's a tough place to play well now young gets washington at home and you mentioned of the five totals we have this is the the highest one on the board 222 so i think trey young at home against this washington team is going to be a really good play. I'm looking at pace right now. Let's see. Washington is 13th and Atlanta is 20th. So a little, it's a possession pace bump for Atlanta. So it's not anything significant, um, but I do think this is a good spot. 222 total and, and Trey Young's been really safe. Probably better for cash games and Murray's probably your, your tournament. Yeah, I'll agree with you. And, and Young is one of those players that has been vocal about the free throw change. Yeah. Um, and you look at his total this year, he's averaging about four and a half free throws a game. He was averaging, was it over nine or you know, nine and a half free throw attempts per game last season or so. So he's losing basically four free points, five free points a game. And you look how that impacts his overall fantasy production on a night to night basis as well. Tier, next tier below. Now we talked about LaMelo Ball had a huge game today. He had a triple double, but he hasn't really been anything special yet to this point i think opening night maybe was his only real great game he had you know those near 60 fantasy points against the pacers since then he's been rather so so played 30 minutes the other night he played 30 minutes today i have to imagine you probably did right he finished with 33 minutes he okay. had 27 9 7 a steal and hit four threes so he's had two big games sandwiched in between three really mediocre ones. Four mediocre games. Right. And it's a, it's a matchup against Cleveland, which is generally a good one. I, I, I'm I'm still a little skittish on it, but I know. I don't know, John. Some... I don't know. Is it a good matchup, Cleveland? No, I feel they, like it... they play so slow. They're, they're the sixth slowest team in the league. And they're actually in the upper half of the league in defensive rating as well. Just, just throw it out there. I'm, yeah, well, I, I mean, know hey, having Evan Mobley has definitely helped. Yeah, helped he is that, special. So. Nah, he's he is he is special. 
let's just call a spade a spade. He is special. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm with you there. Listen, I think he's probably more of a GBB play because he has that upside, yeah. but, you know, tournament he's tournaments only. Um, SGA still under nine, under AK rather, a matchup against the Clippers. Uh, you got your guy Lonzo here going up against Boston. I don't know if Marcus Smart's going to be available or not for this game. I haven't seen an update on his illness that cost him the game against the the, the Wizards. It looks like there's no injury designation. He was cleared. So Smart will be available for this game. You have you have Lonzo there sitting at 77. Cole Anthony, big price bump on him, but he's been playing really, really well. Where are we, I guess, in this mid-tier range? What's some, give me some names that jump out to you. I'm currently wearing my Lonzo Ball jersey, but I'm not really interested here. I think he's still getting a little too much love on the fantasy. I would get more under 7K. 7-7, he just, he gave us a triple-double, and since then, for whatever reason, his price is going up, but his fantasy production is going down. So not much production there. Love SGA. I think you can play him all formats. As long as he's under 8K, I think he's just in play all formats. Cole Anthony continues to be good. I don't know what, like... I don't know if the rebounding can stay this consistent. I don't think it can, but he's averaging 7.4 on the on the year. I I guess right. It's it, an effort thing. If he it's if an he's effort trying thing. to rebound, then he'll get the rebounds. I mean, I I texted you the other day when I had rostered Miles Turner. How frustrating <laughs> it was watching that game and literally just seeing Miles Turner not get rebounds that just fall in front of him. He allowed Duarte just to like grab it. Like, Turner, that you're six ten. That's <laughs> that's your rebound. Just reach for it. There are guys who just do not care about rebounding. There are guys that do. Rajon Rondo cared about rebounding. So he he cared about his stats. He wanted to make sure he could rebound the basketball. He gets it. Russell Westbrook cares about rebounding. So he goes, he gets the rebounds to help pad his stats. If Cole Anthony actually cares about rebounding and Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba are just, eh, whatever, we'll let him get it. That's fine. Then, then he's going to get the rebounds. Nobody, they don't care. So it's all it's all about the effort when it comes to rebounding in the NBA. And so far, Cole Anthony has shown that effort. Touche. It's fair. And it's a fair point. So, I mean, if he's going to continue to show the effort against Minnesota, who apparently is rating out pretty good against point guards, I think it's a tougher matchup. But I think he's still viable. Honestly, the, probably the next place I would go, I'd probably take a look at Darius Garland. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, in this Charlotte spot, look, we saw the big total in the Charlotte game. We just talked about it at the top. It's it. Charlotte is a bad defensive unit. They're playing at the eighth highest pace in the league last this year. So they're they're the one, two, th- fifth worst defensive ranked team and the eighth fastest offensive rated team. So really good spot for Cleveland. The Cleveland side of this game better than the Charlotte side, which I, I think you can find pieces to play. Honestly, we, we saw this matchup already, but Garland wasn't part of it. He was actually out for that game. Uh, this was the uh, the Ricky Rubio. Who's still playing a bunch of minutes. So if you want to play Rubio, fine. You could play one of these three guys. I, I just think Garland is probably the safest of the three. Sexton, there's been reports that he's just a stat patter. And the future is really to build around Garland and whatnot. So I do think Garland's the better play. I think Only 19 minutes for Sexton the other day. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me with all the things that are, are coming out about him about him just wanting to pad stats. So I think Garland's really good. Someone I've been playing, John, the last few slates, I've been playing a lot of Kemba Walker. I was gonna say in, Kemba, man. He he was in my playbook. He was a core. He was in the core, and I I think people were turned off by his start, and 
didn't realize that this is a guy that's going to shoot the basketball a lot. He is playing for his hometown Knicks. And listen, when he's healthy, he could score. We just know he could just score and he's contributing everywhere. So look, if he's going to play 28 to 32 minutes, 5,800, I know Toronto's been a good defensive team so far. They haven't been scoring, but they've been holding their opponents to to a low amount of points. They have some good defenders. I think Kemba's fine for tournaments. I, I think there's continuously going to be 35 to 40 point upside. And as long as he's under 6K, I think it's a really good, a really good play. Yeah, I'm with you there as well. I guess the one thing for me is there are a lot of shooters there now. Yeah. Uh, in years past, you looked at the Knicks roster, and you're like, all right, R.J. Barrett should conceivably take 20 shots because who else is shooting? It's not Kevin Knox. It's not Frankie Smokes or whoever the heck they would have there. Maybe Alec Burks if they would put him in the lineup. But now you look at Fournier, you look at Walker, you look at Barrett still being there. Randall's going to get his. There's definitely a lot of shots the, to go around, and Barrett's good. And we'll talk about him at small forward, but I walk her the way his car there as well. Dennis Schroeder's looked really good as a six-man for Celtics. I know it's your team, Chicago, that they're going up against, but the production has certainly been there. And, and likewise for Milton, or Melton rather, Anthony Melton continues to play really good basketball. I guess the issue here is the price tags on these guys now are are more than what we were paying for them originally. Melton, Schroeder, Rubio, to your point as well. These guys were low 5Ks before. Now they're mid to upper 5Ks. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about either of them. I I suspect we'd see a lot of Alex Caruso come in and guard Schroeder defensively, and I don't think that's a fun matchup for Schroeder. After playing with him last year, I'm sure Schroeder had a ton of uh, tough times in practice against him. And then Melton... It was always, wasn't it always, it was always a price point thing for me with these Memphis guys. We were getting Bain and Melton under 4K and then 45 and then yeah. it was 5K and then... Even you, the other day it was still 52, you know? Like yeah, yeah, and he's right. he's still 53 looking at it now. And I, right. I, I'm more inclined, I think, to play the 53 Bain and I get it. Melton just went for 40 in 27 minutes and, and I get the upsides there. And we've said this for a while too. We knew Danthe Melton, just, he just needed run and he's getting it. Is the are the steals sustainable? Is the scoring sustainable? He scored 20 points against Miami. I don't, I don't know. He's fine. Tournaments. I think him and Schroeder and Kemba all work in tournaments specifically. Okay, I agree with you there. Is there any value point guards that you anybody under 5K? Look, it is. And they say what insanity is doing the same thing over and over again yeah. and expecting, expecting different results. results. Well, that's what TJ McConnell is. Um, playing TJ McConnell is in, insanity. But if there's no Malcolm Brogdon, 33, 35 minutes, John. The Spurs, for as great of a head coach they are, doesn't have a great roster around. And I don't love the five shots, but he took 14 the game before. If there's no Brogdon, if there's no Levert, I kind of expect that Brooklyn game McConnell to show up where they need him to to shoot the basketball more. So $4,800, I think things could be worse. I also think Monty Morris continues to be pretty good. Two of the last three games, he's put up 28 or more fantasy points, and he scored 16 or more actual points. I, I don't really want to play off Caruso, but I think the last name probably Shake Milton for me. He's been limited 16-19 minutes, but he's getting Portland a bad defensive unit on a back-to-back. 24 and 21 fantasy points in his first two games. We know Shake Milton shoots 21 shot attempts in 35 minutes on the floor so far this year, and he's $3,600. So 
Shake Milton would be the dumpster dive play for me and McConnell and Monty Morris for me. I mean, do you see anything else? Am I missing something? I, I would say the one guy that I think has been very, very surprising to me from a fantasy perspective has actually been Pat Bev. Look, uh, yeah, I just looked at him too. Again, somebody that I saw the other day because he kind of filled up the stat sheet a little bit. He had six rebounds, seven assists, six points. And then I clicked on him again. All right, he's got four straight games now of over 21 fantasy points. He's just 4K. He's playing over 20 minutes a night off the bench for them. He's consistent with his shooting. He's largely taking threes. He's going to give you some defensive numbers there. I mean, I don't know. It's Again, is it uh, an exciting play? I don't, not really, but I think that there could be a dark throw in there with some Patrick Beverly. Rank Beverly, Milton, Monty Morris. I mean, Morris is getting more minutes. It's just, can you trust the production coming out of him? There's just right. so many other useless guys around him. I, I'm going to go, I'm probably going to go Shake. Shake. Do I want to go Monty because of the minutes there? I'll probably go Shake, Monty, and Beverly. I'd probably go that order too. I think if Shake were to ever get 25 minutes, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like eventually he's working his way into a, uh, even split with with Maxi till Simmons is back and Simmons returned to shoot around. I don't know if you saw that. He's been working yeah. out it. He's he's probably a week away. I'd say so. He's a um, week away from being a week away. Amen to that. All right, shooting guard Bradley Beal's up to 10K on DraftKings. Back to back 50 fantasy point outings. It took a double overtime game against Boston for him to get the 59, but he just had this matchup against Atlanta and had 27, 8, and 8 for 51 fantasy points. He was 92 then, though. He's 10K now. I don't know if I want to pay 10K necessarily for Bradley Beal. I, I don't know how you feel about that, but the other top shooting guards on this slate, Zach Levine, Jalen Brown, Fred Van Vliet, Anthony Edwards. Uh, I'm not going to pay 10K for Beal. That's, I'll let someone else pay 10k for Bradley Beal. I'm also not going to pay 9k for Levine. We're getting good production, not great production. Kind of, I think what we kind of figured that it's a tough situation for Chicago because there's a lot of good players who need the ball. So I'm not going to pay 9k. I think Jalen's okay. I think the upside has been tremendous. The floor has been horrible. So Torments only for me for Jalen Brown. And then Van Vliet, probably cash games only for me at 87. At 81, there was still upside. At 87, when he gives us 50, he's eight. Fred Van Vliet is 8K on Fandle. Perfect place to play him everywhere. But he's $36. He's the most expensive shooting guard on Yahoo. And he's 8-7 on DraftKings. It's cash games only for me there. All formats on uh, Fandle where he's only 8K. And then Ann Edwards, you said, listen, we're going to – I've look, we've – every Orlando total has missed because they can't stop anybody. They're the worst defensive unit in the league by a million miles. So I think it's fair game. <laughs> Anyone and everyone is fair game against Orlando. Yeah, I, I'm in a full agreement with you there as well. Who else are we looking at as we go down the list with some of the guys that jump out to you, maybe uh, a core player too that you're looking at? Derek White and Cash. I think there's a nice floor for Derek White. I think there's still some upside, but Derek White and Cash. I'm not going to chase the Ubre points. I'm not going to chase the Ubre points. I'm not going to chase the Ubre points. I I think Rozier's going to play. Rozier's... If Rozier, then I'm chasing the Ubre points. Absolutely, no question about it. I never even said it. If Rozier's rule out, then uh, then we'll reconsider. I think two 
I don't love this tier. I would probably go all the way down below 6K. Will Barton, 57. I think he's someone you can use in cash. Memphis, 29th in defensive rating. I think if Levert and Brogdon are ruled out, Chris Chris Duarte back in play. He's been I mean, great. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what are your thoughts if those guys play? I mean, do you think Justin Holiday is the one that goes to the bench here? You, can you really bench Duarte given how he's played? So they... They moved when, so Levert started and they had Holiday come off the bench. Yeah. But he then left the game and Holiday started the second half. So I think that. I mean, this kid, this kid's playing like that. He shoots the basketball a lot. He's, he's good. I just, is he fourth in the pecking order if they're on the floor? He's fourth. Maybe fifth I, I would I maybe he he shoots a lot. <laughs> it's, it's possible. Yeah, I mean I guess it's one of those things where you you'll wait and see maybe. It's a good matchup for him, but you can always just go further down. My my guy, Josh Giddy, is right there. That shooting guy. I know he think he's a small forward on Yahoo, but or maybe it's just a small forward only on FanDuel, but you know, shooting guard on DraftKings. Shooting guard only on on uh, FanDuel. Okay, cool. I I thought they maybe maybe if he was only a small forward on DraftKings. DraftKings and okay that's what it was. I knew one of those sites he was only what something so getting into the, the dual eligibility here for Giddy I mean yeah we, we can we talk about him all the time but I, th- I we're still getting him too cheap so yep still uh, too cheap for sure still still too cheap for what he's capable of Gary Trent I mean talk about a guy that was playing a lot of minutes I know last game wasn't his best it was also a super low game total he only played 23 minutes there what do you make uh, of the Gary Trent situation. I mean, it's something we've talked about, right? We want to attack the Knicks in the front court, mm-hmm. or in the back court, rather. Sorry. So, yeah, I think Gary Trent's fine, and I think you hit you you hit the head, you hit the nail on the head. He's playing the minutes outside of the Indiana game. Didn't love to see the 23 minutes in a competitive game, but he stunk. But he's played 30 in every other game except opening night. So it's it's hard to dislike. I think. For me, though, I'm probably going back to Luke Kennard well. I was going to say Man or Kennard, right? I mean, Man's been playing a lot of minutes still as well. Yeah, and hmm, I probably lean Kennard because I'm more confident he's going to get on the floor and shoot the basketball. And he's coming in two, two very solid games out of his last three shooting the basketball. Uh, and Marcus Morris already rolled out, so we don't have to Kennard's worry about Kennard's a good player. Remember, it, it, with Detroit, he was a very usable nightly player in DFS. Clippers traded for him and just never used him for him. Yeah, never. They paid him a whole bunch of money, too, which I didn't understand. If you're not going to use him, why pay him? But look, as long as Eric Bledsoe continues to look crap, because he, let's face it, he's... He got up to a good stop, and he's been dead ever since. He has been, yeah, he, he has been a, quote, corpse out there, as John and Pemba would say. The John and Pemba special here. As long as Blesso continues to play like crap, I, I, there's no reason they're not going to run Kennard out because they can't score. It, Paul George had more than half their points the other day, the other night. So they need Kennard. I think they they really the energy that man brings. I, I'm both. If I had to pick, I'd probably pick Kennard because the usage is sure. there, but I think they're both very viable. All right. Uh, anybody else? Are you ready to move on? What do you classify Malik Beasley as? He gets Orlando, so... Yeah. Uh, Malik Beasley. Off the two, bench, right? Off, yeah, off the bench and coming off his best game of the year. Two of the last three, 27 or more minutes. So definitely a tournament play only. You do not play him in, in any other format, but tournament play for sure. Small forward, Paul George is 10-7. Good. He deserves it. 
Yeah, he's pretty good, and he got OKC. So do you worry about a point spread here? I think we have one. 11. I mean, you, are you worried about a, blow, a blowout? Definitely worried. Definitely a little worried. Also, I think why kind of why we met man and canard because they might get some some sure. low, late run too um sure and i think there's a lot of star power so if you want to play paul george you'll get him at on a nine game slate well, less than five percent which of the boston guys do you tatum or brown tatum when brown's on brown is unbelievable yeah it's <laughs> it's the ceiling it's the ceiling floor argument right it's just his floor is so crazy low but his ceiling is so – his ceiling is maybe as high as he's, Tatum. He's literally giving us – he's given us 70, 11, 50, 18, 50. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That's just crazy. So in that regard, I'd probably just lean Tatum because at least I'm semi-confident that I'll get, like, no less than 35 fantasy points. If, right. if Brown – if you pay 8-8 eight, eight for Brown and he gives you 11 fantasy points, you might as well just – take the week off and recoup. Like, he's going to have to have you recuperate for a week. So I lean Tatum. I think they're both fine. I think they're both good. If you want to play him against the Bulls, play him against the Bulls. Donovan Mitchell had a good game the other night, so it's not it's impossible, but I lean Tatum. DraftKings is killing all of our favorite mid-tier small. G is 74. Kyle Kuzo had 17 rebounds the other day. <laughs> is 73. RJ Barrett, 7K. Bridges is in 7,900. Scotty Barnes is all the way up. The $6,800, even though he has been unbelievable as well. 40, 39, and 40 the last, the last three. You know, I, these guys used to be 6K, now they're 7K. <laughs> so are, are you willing to pay the increase on these guys? Well, I think OG has a toughish spot. I'd probably play him in cash only. 46 is the was the ceiling. We need almost, what, 40 out of him to hit 5X. Yeah. So cash game for OG. Probably the same for Kuzma for me. 47, the upside, 73. So again, it's like, yeah, there's 7X upside in there, but that was once this year. Same with RJ Barrett coming off his career high. Is from Canada. Not that not they're playing in Canada, but a little extra something something for the for the hometown team. I don't know. I honestly of this group, I'd probably play Scotty Barnes. Yeah, I feel Scotty like Barnes has been unbelievable. They and knew he's, something. And he's the cheapest, so they knew something. Yuri, Yuri, um, Yuri, Masai, Masai, Yuriji. How the? I'm letting you go. I, I was never gonna try to say his name. So looking it up. Anyways, you while you wait to look that up, when is the Michael Porter game coming? It's now. You sure? Masai Yajiri. I'm so, I'm so sad that I'm butchering his name. Anywho, GM of the year again. Just give it to him now. He took Scotty Porter. Everyone crapped on him for taking Porter number four, and he's or took Barnes number four. And look at look at them now. Yeah, Memphis 29th in in uh, defensive rating. It's coming. We know it's coming. 6200 still too cheap. One for 12 from three the last two games. Definitely definitely not good. I mean, definitely not good. The shot attempts have still been there. The minutes. Mike Malone finally not giving up on Porter in terms of minutes. We've seen nine plus rebounds in two of three. We've seen a steal every game this year. The blowups coming. It's obviously hard to trust, but I think it's a tournament play. The whole list above him were cash games, cash game guys, right? Not going to give you much upside at their price. Michael Porter 
has a lot of upside at 6,200. We were paying 8K for him at the end of last year, and he was paying it off every single slate. So he's going to write the ship. Memphis is 29th in DVP. I'm in on Michael Porter in tournaments. You bet your ass he's in my he's in my playbook for Monday. You mentioned Desmond Bain already. I don't... We talk about everybody else getting a crazy price increase, and then Desmond Bain sitting here being, I'm basically doing the same thing, and now you stay right there at 53. So <laughs> I almost feel like you have to play Bain, even yeah. in kind of a tough spot against Denver here. At least they're home, but just like upside at price point, right? He's somebody that's going to have to fit into the lineup. Now, again, everybody has multi-position eligibility, so they're not making to totally make these decisions anymore. You can just go giddy. You can go. We talked about Gary Trent already. I think Lonnie Walker could bounce back here against the Pacers and, and be a good spot for him. So any of those guys, I think, are viable places for this small forward position. Yeah, I have to add a name to that list because I think they're all viable. I'd throw Norm Powell in there, who was 5K on Sunday. He took He's clearly healthy. He played 33 minutes, took 15 shots, and put up 29 fantasy points. If you're going to give me 29 fantasy points at 4,800. He's a starter. He's their third option because Nurkic, I mean, Nurkic is when he's playing a full complement of minutes, but he doesn't. 26 minutes was the most he's played all year. Give me Norm at 48. You, you can't really ask for a starter playing that many minutes, taking that many shots at 4,800. It just doesn't happen often. So I'll throw Norm into that mix as well. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there's definitely somebody, something worth to it with that with that call as well. Power forward position at the very top. We have Sabonis here against the Spurs. Again, a matchup that we would, I, I think, anticipate would be a favorable one for him again. But he's over 10K cash games probably because we just haven't seen that ceiling ceiling really since opening night. Yeah, you put that, that ceiling ceiling. Yep. And you said it essentially every slate last year every slate that we had sabonis on every slate he was nine plus k and you're there's not upside here you get the one one per month the the full moon you get the triple double once a month yeah you get the you get the the triple double once a month and what you don't win a tournament on that night because you didn't have sabonis but other every other night he's perfectly fine for your cash game lineups but at 10-1 he's just even though there's no Brogdon, even though there's no Levert, or potentially no Brogdon or Levert, I mean, he's still going to give you 50 fast points, which is 5x here. So I'm with you. It's a cash game play. I think it's fine. But I'm not paying 10. I'll tell you what, I'm not paying 10-1 if Brogdon and Levert are there. I'm not. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. We talked about Tatum already a little bit. Julius Randle in 97. I would, I'd, rather, I'd rather play Randle in 97 than Sabonis at, at his price tag. Yep, agreed. I think they give you almost almost the same exact thing. DDR is power forward only, James. And he's 8600. I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I think he's been great. I'm not paying 8600. I will, however, pay 7600 on Fandle for shooting guard small forward. I agree with you. Uh, We ran the gauntlet already in these guys. The last time this matchup between the Hawks and the Wizards happened, John Collins had a ceiling game, 14 of 16 shooting, 48 fantasy points. Uh, has actually been pretty good in a run. The minutes are on the rise a bit for him here. It's a better match. Thoughts on John Collins? I mean, hard to argue against 14 of 16 from the field against this same team. Uh, right, like Kuzma <laughs> is the one, def- Kuzma yeah. defending him or Montrez Harrell defending him. Yeah, I'm in on that. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm I'm okay with that. I, I am also okay with that. The last time I touted Evan Mobley in this match, he'd be letting me down. 
he hurt he hurt my heart. He only put up 28 fantasy points at seven. He's 6700 in the same matchup against Charlotte. Coming off a bad game, I I'd be tempted to be willing to bounce back for some Evan Mobley. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think he's a star, and I think bad games happen. And again, bad games happen for good players, for seasoned vets. He's a seven games into his NBA career, so I'm more than willing to go back to Mobley here. James, have you gotten the invitation yet? No, what am I getting the invitation to? Uh, Al Horford's block party. Have you, have you gotten it yet? <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm peeking through the, I have some FOMO, fear of missing out. Uh, so. I rostered him against the Wizards. Uh, not the last game, the game before that, when he went 16-11 and only had one block in that game. Every other game, though, he's having 3.8 blocks per game on the season. He's got a double-double in three of four. He went four of nine shooting in that double overtime game, had eight, ten, five assists, six blocks. They're starting him. Uh, actually, in that game, Rob Williams didn't play in that most recent game uh, against them. Al Horford lo- must love being a Celtic. I don't know what it is. He's rejuvenated. It's I mean, what are your thoughts on him in this matchup at 6,500 against Nikola Vucevic, I guess? I mean, well, is or it, is it like, it's DeRozan or it's Javante Green or it's, I mean, Elise Johnson. The Bulls played Tony Bradley a whole bunch right. this past game. So, I mean, it's an advantage for Horford across the board. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's weird to see Al Horford back to 6,500. But also looking back to it, when he was playing last year for OKC, he was good. <laughs> he was really good. And it's not like he's washed. He was just on a very bad team. And why play him where they were at, at the stage of the season? So, yeah, I think Horford still has plenty left in the tank. And like you said, he's been great for Boston. So, um, yeah, I, I, 6,500. I'm almost more inclined. If... If he had a better matchup, I would play him. Mobley's matchup is as good as it gets. So I still lean Mobley a little bit. But if it was, if it wasn't like Chicago, I'd probably play Horford nine out of 10 times over Mobley. I still think Chicago is good defensively enough. I know the matchups like favor Horford individually, but their group defense is super, super good. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. That that group defense, I mean, the, the Celtics front court with Williams and, and Horford is you're you, you can't float any layups there they'll they'll no. get slotted between the two of them so value for power forwards kind of crap uh, I don't know if you've seen it mid-tier as well I mean Chuma returned I don't know if that had anything to do with Wendell Carter playing 19 minutes but it may have it's so kind of hard to trust the Carter train PJ Washington is in a timeshare. Jaron Jackson has been a bit of a disappointment and his minutes have fluctuated as well as the fouls have popped up on him. You know, Lori Markkinen's, you know, kind of mediocre. You know, Kevin Love is the same way. I hate Aaron Gordon. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really anybody under Al Horford at this power forward position. Batum? And I was thinking, uh, I was actually thinking on the flip side of this matchup, Darius Baisley. 4,600, more of a price point play, plus no Morris. Baisley is a super low floor guy, but even on these bad shooting nights, he's still squeaking out almost 20 fantasy points because he's a very good rebounder. We haven't seen less than five rebounds in a game. He's had a block in almost every game. He's had an assist in almost every game. So 4,600 is cheap for, for him, so... I think Baisley would probably be my... Batum's 
4,100, he started again. They just got blown out. Kind of kind of saw it coming, though, that he wasn't going to take 14 shots again. Right? He's probably going to do that three more times this year, maybe. So, and shout out Chris Boucher back in the rotation. Just throwing that out there as well. Yeah, I mean, until you put him in your lineup. Yeah, he's going to play nine minutes. And then he's out of the rotation, but three straight games of 18 minutes. So, if you're, I guess if you're looking to go down there, that's fine. I mean, you don't you don't need to because you you just yeah, play no. Baisley or you just play Batum for a hundred dollars more. You don't need to go to the show. Yep, yep, yep. We're not gonna play Thad Young, but I'd love to see him get more minutes again. I'd love to see him just stay in the rotation. I'd love uh, to see him just get traded to the Bulls or get traded to the Bulls or a team that would play him. I agree. Centers where the spend ups are: Jokic against Memphis, Towns against Orlando, and Bead against Portland. All over ten thousand dollars. Look, I said this in the Fancy Alarm Discord today. Nikola Jokic is approaching a time, John, and this time he's entering this territory, and the territory is James Harden a few years ago when either Chris Paul was out or when Russell Westbrook was out territory, because everything he touches turns to gold. In the two games that he doesn't put up 50 fancy points, he puts up 41 in 15 minutes. Yep. Gets gets hurt. Puts up 46 in 25 minutes on nine shot attempts. He had 16 rebounds in 25 <laughs> minutes. He has eight assists. <laughs> blowout. Pace, on pace for 70 in both those games. He is entering this rare era of DFS play. And there are a lot of people that I think play on DraftKings, especially. And I've been, we've been seeing it on Discord a lot. So I just wanted to bring this up. I think it's important. That you see an 11K price tag and you get scared off because, okay, 11K, now I only have $5,500 a player. But when that player is giving you 70 or potential to give you 70 every single time he touches the floor, he has to be your first consideration. And it's worth at least building, right? It's at least worth building your roster, seeing if you get, because if you can start your roster, your your lineup with a 70 point player 65 minimum right still upside at, at 7k like i'm gonna do that every time so yep. he put up 67 fantasy points in a game that had a 184 game total 184 it just doesn't he's just in that rare space right now that just there are a few players that have gone there over the last few years and that's where Jokic is it's just if you don't build, don't do it. But he's 11. Was it Harden or Westbrook a few years back where he was 13,000? You have to play him. It was, it was the Westbrook. Yeah, it was Westbrook OKC. Like double, double yeah, the Westbrook OKC year. And then I think Chris Paul got hurt either that year or the next year. And Harden was 13K every slate. And you're like, it doesn't matter because you're just going to play these guys. because Going they're, for 80. They're literally giving you 70 to 80 points every slate. It's just... One of those things. And no, and what? There's no Jamal Murray, which is a big deal for Denver. And no Michael Porter anywhere right now on the floor for Denver. Well, so he's on the floor. He's, he's on the floor. The, the ghost of Michael Porter is playing. Michael Porter is missing. But maybe it's Halloween. Maybe his soul was found. You never know. Just but right now. With his skill somewhere. Yeah. Right. Space Jam 2 took his power. Space, Space Jam 2 Michael Porter edition. Right. Listen, it's just, I think Embiid's a great play. I think Towns is a great play. I think that if you have the extra couple hundred bucks, 
you just find it and you can play Jokic over both of them. Yep. I agree with you. I'm jumping down to the mid tier. If you feel any other centers, stop me. But Jakob Pertl against the against the Pacers here, I think is a matchup that I'm going to be looking at. This is a guy that I understand the last matchup against Milwaukee. You know, got in a little foul trouble, only played 23 minutes. Everything else has been fantastic with Pertl this season. $7,200. I think that's someone we can certainly jump to and take a look at. Mo Bamba gets that matchup against Minnesota. We we going at Towns on the opposite side of the floor. Obama held the 30 minutes there. It was Cardo, I mentioned, that kind of lost his run. And then Montrez Harrell, matchup against Atlanta. He played 34 minutes in that game against Atlanta. 56 fantasy points. <laughs> He's 6,700, but the dude, since going into the starting lineup, 45, 56, 42, double-double, 20 and 10 plus in all of them, you... He's a guy that you just, he's, he's really an 8K player at a $6,700 price tag. You're just plugging him in right now, right? We're just going to, you just got to, he's all the minutes, he's taking all the shots, he's getting to the foul line, he's three straight double doubles, three straight 20 point double. He even fouled out against Boston and still goes for 42 fantasy points. So mm-hmm. it's, there, it's really not getting, it's just really not, it really just hasn't been, it's just play him. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it's no, 6,700. Like, he's a good value. Yeah. I, hey, that's one of those things where you think about value and you're like, oh, under 5K or on Fandles, under 6K, whatever. It's no. 6,700 for Montrezl Harrell is a good value right now. That's value. Yes. That is value. Any other guys, I guess, you have been just, again, I'm, low, I'm scrolling down. I can't figure out when to play Miles Turner. <laughs> I, I played him and he, and he played 23 minutes and then he goes and plays 32 and 36. I mean, I don't know, $5,900, and we don't, I mean, Pirtle, for everything he is, he's not a, a stop-down defender by any sense of the imagination, so, I mean, I know Turner isn't a high-volume scorer, but rebounds, blocks, do you him at 59 I just feel I would try to find $800 more to get Harrell. Sure. In, I mean, he has, he has a lot of dollars. Though. It That's is like, a lot of dollars. You don't, say you can't make that adjustment. Do you, like, do you, does do, does Turner fit a build for you? Not, Of course, if it's all I got, it's all I got. But like, do you the player in this spot? The Spurs are the 10th best team in defensive rating, which I'm surprised. They're actually ninth in pace, which I'm also surprised by. So maybe maybe this is a nice little pace-up spot for Turner. Um, can get his offense going because he's taken about 22 shots in every other game this year combined compared to the 22 he took against Washington in that 40-point bonanza <laughs> right so maybe we can get our offense going he's just he's so reliant upon blocks at this point i feel I'm like we, the, that's, that's true like i said i watched him literally just watch a rebound go by him I'm, that's yours man just reach i i think miles turner's fine at 57 or 59 i think he's also six can fandle i think that's fine also you gotta look at the rest of the the position if you didn't you said if you didn't have the money and then you're 59 you're like, well who can i play else other than him, it's can we trust my, uh, Mitchell Robinson? He's doing nothing, even though he's super talented. Can we trust Steven Adams? Tough matchup against Jokic. Yeah, and then look at the minutes the last three games. What the heck is going on there? 18-21-19 after good he them. smashed starting the year. And now it's, no, we don't want to play this guy anymore. He's too good. Precious at 47? But his minutes are down. So I think it's a really sketchy position after miles turner do you do you am i do you see something i don't because after miles turner i almost just want to close out the, i just want to close yeah. things out. i said i have nothing 
So that's probably where it is for me as well. There, there's not a lot of jumping out to me. Obviously, if injuries happen, if B gets ruled out, Drummond's down there. You know, if something that pops up, maybe. You mentioned, or maybe I'm making up, but Ken Burks has been playing a lot of minutes lately. Precious only played 17 the other day. It's Ken Burks, though, right? Ken Burks, yeah, it's Ken Burks. Nothing, nothing that we really want to get overly excited for. So. He's, not even hitting, he's not even hitting 5X at in these minutes he's 41 if he was 35 then we're probably it's probably a different tune right it's probably oh yeah 3500 okay but he's 4100 and you know yeah i agree listen i i don't think we need to waste anybody's more time here it centers a little bit bleak you're probably we talk about how you're approaching a slate it seems at this point we're attacking up at center and finding mid value elsewhere Mm -hmm. and also it is no to, of note, I know we were talking very highly of Montrez Harrell. I think the well, Daniel Gafford's questionable, so right. uh, just something to monitor because if Gafford plays, I think Harrell's very contrarian tournament play, but 67 for a guy coming off the bench, probably splitting time, not my favorite thing in the world. Sure. I agree with you that. So that's going to wrap up our first look here at Monday's nine-game slate. As we mentioned, James will have the playbook for you out, and we'll be all ready to uh, begin this week on a strong note. For James Riley, I'm John Pemba. We will catch you guys tomorrow.